Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. We're here on January 21st, 2022. We got some news to talk about. Might be not as many news stories as I usually grab from. There's about, let's see, what do we have? We have one, two, three, four and a half news stories. Oh, it's kind of like the, the preview for Raw SmackDown as a half story. Especially since there's only one thing announced for tonight's SmackDown. But regardless... We do have a couple things that may go a little long, especially when we do our trailer breakdown of WWE 2K22's trailer that came out yesterday and talking about some of the other news that came out with that. But I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well. You can either get a, give us a super chat or a super sticker donation, or you can subscribe by hitting that channel button down below that says join to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But another way you can help us out is either patreon.com forward slash Unlimited or the Epic Game Store. By going over to the Epic Game Store, you get a lot of cool things. You can buy games, you can get free games, you can get stuff for Rocket League or Fortnite if that's your jam. But when you're doing so, I ask you for a creator code, and you got one. It's PW Unlimited. Whether you're going to Fortnite to get that new, hot, cool-looking Hawkeye skin, whether you're buying Rainbow Six Extraction, pre-ordering Dying Light 2, or claiming the free game right now, Relic, I'm going to butcher this name, Relicta, Relicta, or next week, Damon X Machina, which is a really fun game. I'm going to ask you, creator code, PW Unlimited, whether that's in the Epic Game Store, the Fortnite launcher, or the launcher for Rocket League, you can support us with the code PW Unlimited, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, whether, like I said, you're buying a game, pre-ordering a game, getting skins for Fortnite or Rocket League, or... Claiming that free game. But with that, we've got a number of things to talk about today, like the disappointment in NXT 2.0, COVID running amok in New Japan and AEW, the WWE 2K22 trailer breakdown, and so much more. Well, not so much more, just a little bit more. And also, technology. Turn on my computer this morning and it says, hey, your microphone and your, your, your mixer board and all that stuff. Needs to do an update. So I click do the update. It wouldn't do the update. It says, please restart your computer to complete the update. I do it, restart my computer, and then it says, sorry, update could not be completed. And so my mic, mixer, none of that wants to work. So I restart the computer again. It says, oh, you have an update. Do the update. It says the update's completed. No. It said completed, but it actually didn't complete. Restarted the computer third time. <clears throat> Took three times restarting this computer before it finally did the update, did it good. Then I went into my settings to make sure everything was set right because it, it changed everything with the update. 
and it said it was set right. Then I switch over to the profile to do the, the, the live show instead of just regular recordings because I use the same program to record audio and do the live audio shows or whatever you want to call this, live podcast shows, and it's not set. Like, God damn. So technology, but with that, technology disappointed me, and NXT 2.0 has apparently disappointed some officials in WWE. So let's bring up a couple of tweets I want to reference here. Because, well, NXT 2.0 just ain't cutting it. I mean, it's not cutting it to the point where I don't even want to review it anymore. And you guys know that. So let's pull up these tweets. First one from WrestleVotes here. Um... Why am I not? Oh, you guys do see it. Okay, never mind. This first one here does state, internally, WWE is said to be disappointed with NXT 2.0. In its first four months, Source said that they thought more fans would gravitate towards the newer stars quicker than they have. Could it just be too much, too fast? Either way, I don't expect any changes to the concept, quote, or dot, 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 just yet. Now there's the kicker. Just yet. And I'm going to reference another another one here in a moment. But I want to talk about this really fast. Is it too much, too quick? Yes. I think it's too many non-established stars. I mean, you can't even call them stars. Yeah, WWE calls everybody a superstar. But I think it's too many non-established names too quickly. Way too quickly. And you're pushing guys that are not even doing that well. Like Tony D'Angelo. Freaking Grayson Waller is all over this shit. This week's NXT 2.0, the first like half hour or more, was all based around Grayson Waller. I don't get why they think Grayson Waller is this big-ass megastar. Ron Breaker, yeah. Ron Breaker's got something. Something big. And not just because, I don't and It could just be he inherited it from his dad and his uncle. And it's just the family, the family traits. And it just comes natural to him because of that. Kind of like everyone says, Orton's so good because he's Cowboy Bob's kid. And Cowboy Bob was so smooth and just natural. And Randy's just smooth and natural. Maybe he inherited that from, from his dad, Rick. But Ron Breaker's got something. A lot of these others, eh, eh. And then here's the other thing. And I know people may not like to hear this one. Mandy Rose. You're going to take Mandy Rose from the main roster when you knew people didn't really care that much about her as far as an on-screen talent and make her a focal point in 2.0? Make her your woman's champion running a group with the other women's champions, the tag team champions? No. No. No bueno. No dice, as they say. I just think they've done too much. Here's what we had. Flip it on his head really quick. Yeah, you could say, well, they get a little slower. You know, they still got LA Knight. They still got Ciampa was the champ for a little while. Raquel is still there. Yeah, okay. How long was LA Knight really in the regular, or in NXT Black and Gold? A year of that? LA Knight was there for a year before they switched everything. If that. And it's like, well, if you're going to use that, that analogy, don't. Don't call Cameron Grimes the new youngin in 2.0 because he's been around longer than LA Knight. But I've seen a lot of people go, man, they've got something with, with Cameron Grimes because he just hits on NXT 
he's what 2.0 is all about. You know, young, cool, good-looking guy. You know, they cut the hair. Everyone says he's good-looking now and shaved the beard up a little bit. But anyways, anyways, getting off on a tangent. I think, in all retrospect, they did too much, and I think it is too much, too quick, and now they're pushing people really not ready to be on television. And I get what you're going to say. They need reps. They need experience in front of live crowds, and this is the only way they're going to get it. I get that. So extend the NXT tapings to two hours for NXT, an hour for 205, and do an hour of dark matches, just non-televised dark matches where guys can work in front of the crowd or girls can work in front of the crowd. You've got people that you're bringing on TV. They're not ready. Like, um, last lash legend, <coughs> excuse me. That's my voice. there for a second. Lash legend, Tiffany Stratton, Tony D'Angelo, who they're pushing as Cameron Grimes would say, is the two are working together now to the moon. And I don't get it. And I mean, if they're pushing, if I think they're pushing Tony D'Angelo to the moon, then that means they're probably pushing just damn Grayson Waller to the stratosphere. He is one that is just, no. They don't boo him because he's a heel. They boo him because he's not good and they don't want to see him on their TV. It's not they don't want to see him on their TV because he's the bad guy, the heel, or it's the cool thing to do. They boo him because they just don't like him. They just don't care and don't like him. There was also a tweet. From Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast tweeted out the following, stating, Spoke to a source at WWE regarding at WrestleVotes report on WWE being disappointed at how NXT 2.0 is going. According to my source, a lot of the blame is being put on the abruptness of how everything was changed. Fan perception of the product isn't helping either. And that goes back with what I just said of too much, too quick. You didn't ease us into this. You were just like, hey, we're going to redo NXT. We're going to give it a new look, new vibe. That's always cool. But when you just say, we're going to give it a new look, new vibe, we're going to wash away all the people that you really liked in this brand. We're going to wipe them out and bring in a whole new fresh flock of people. Boom. Within four months. And not slowly build them in. It's too much it's just way too much and I, I i know there are some established names still around imperium they just brought in walter or gunther they just brought him in to be full-time in nxt now and you're gonna you can say that's an established name that's been around since 2019 imperium marcel Barthel, fabian eichner and you've got msk who they're on the same level as like a uh actually less than an la night they've been around for less than la night long a uh, less time and you know, you're thinking of all these people. You go, well, they still got this person, this person. There's Dakota Kai and Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, but who's really the focal? Cora Jade, Mandy Rose, who, yes and no, is an NXT original-ish. Now we're getting into that old territory of NXT originals like back in the day where it's like, We've got the ECW originals from Paul Heyman's ECW on WWE ECW, but we've got WWE's ECW guys like like the Major Brothers and CM Punk and Monty Brown. Remember when they did ECW originals versus the WWE ECW originals? That bullshit. It's kind of the same thing here like they did last year at War Games. They're trying to wipe out what came before it 
to build something new that people aren't interested in. You've, I just said it, you've learned this mistake over a decade and a half ago with ECW brand. People liked what you had, what was there with that brand. And then you wiped it away for your new guys. Granted, some of them new guys, really, really good. Sheamus, Kofi Kingston started on NXT, CM Punk. So yes, there were some good things to come from that. And there could be some good things to come from NXT 2.0. Braun Breaker. Corey Jade just, she shows potential. But, I don't know. I think it's, again, the too much too quick. I really do. I really think it's just the, and again, just like they did with NXT or with ECW. You've got your established guys from this brand and what people associate this brand and name with. But nope, pop them out for our guys. And it's like, you've got Triple H's NXT. Vince and Bruce come in, pop them out for our guys. We don't care about them. It doesn't matter. Nope. Not one bit, but it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, and I know another argument people are making this morning is, well, the ratings aren't that much worse. Sometimes they're just as good as when Triple H was running the brand. Yeah, because you've got your hardcore audience, your fans that they're going to watch no matter what. It's just, they're set in their ways. Oh, NXT this week? Okay, cool. But I don't know. I really, I'm over the brand. It's not fun to watch. Really isn't. You'll get one or two good matches every week, but that's about it. Way too much talking segments. And I I get it. They want to build new stars, but they're doing it too quickly and they're doing it in a way where it's like, they're in their ways. You've got this character, this gimmick. This is you. Boom, boom, boom. We can't pivot. Can't make any small changes. Even when people say, hey, this guy may have something, but the gimmick's not working. The character's not working. Try something else. This, and I get it. It's only been four months. Give it time. Maybe maybe in a year it will be all right. You, you see the word I use there, all right. So, eh, eh. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this brand is in one year because the brand switched over in September. Was it September? When was the first NXT 2.0 show? NXT 2.0 debut. Yeah, September 14th. So it'll be interesting to see next fall exactly how NXT is, how it's running, how it's perceived and all that stuff. I mean, first off, also, talk about getting rid of the old guard and their people. Also, they got rid of all Triple H's people that were helping running that brand back in the day as well. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm shocked that Grayson Waller isn't the one challenging Braun Breaker next for the title instead of Santos Escobar. I mean, this guy's already been on Raw two, three times. Uh, Michael Wallace says, I think Solo Sokoa is all right. Yes, because he's somebody that they're actually building slow. Solo Sokoa is somebody that they're actually building up slowly and getting us to learn about and like, 
Not like Grayson Waller, who's just, poof, they threw out there. Braun Breaker, poof, they threw out there. Von Wagner, poof, they threw out there. Corey Jade, poof, they threw out there. No, Zola Sokoa, they had vignettes, tell us who he was for a couple of weeks. Then he worked a squash match and another squash match. Now he's feuding with Boa. He's not just thrown up there at the top right away with no build, no character development, none of that. It's, he's someone they're actually building properly, Solo Sokoa. Which is funny because everyone keeps saying, oh, just throw him on SmackDown with the Usos and Roman. No. They're actually doing right by Solo Sokoa with the slow build, the slow rise up in NXT 2.0. But again, we'll see how it goes in the year. Well, eight months, nine months from now, eight, eight and a half months or so. I'll say, I'll say this. I have faith that maybe it could be all right. But I don't even know. I, I just, I just don't, I don't have faith that it's going to be what it used to be. Because when you have, and here's the last thing I'm going to say about this. When you have a lot of green talent working with other green talent or green talent working with less experienced talent, like not veterans, not good workers. When you've got like Amari Miller coming in and working with an Electra Lopez, who's the veteran in that match that can, if something happens, flip and say, hey, I know we just messed up, but let's do this. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? You had Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne. You've pulled them. You had Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. You let them leave. We don't know if Johnny's coming back or not. Kyle ain't. He's over there in AEW. So that's the other issue they have. Who's the only real veterans on this roster? And I'm going to look that up really fast. WWE. I mean, you've got Walter. You've got Roderick Strong. You've got MSK. Oh, more has been announced for SmackDown. We will talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but if we, if we look at the roster really fast, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, this is something that I, I was talking with a friend about recently, and now I want to actually look at it. Who are our actual like people with experience on this roster? Cameron Grimes, who has been around for a while, so there's one. Carmelo Hayes, kind of. He's not somebody they just picked out of a, a tryout or somewhere else with not a lot of experience. Carmelo Hayes was a big name on the indies right before he got signed by WWE. AW was looking at him. Um, Christian Casanova, I think his name was. But Dakota Kai, the former Evie. She's got experience for the women. Dexter Loomis. Gigi Dolan. Kind of in that Carmelo Hayes area where it's like, yeah, she had a couple good years gain experience working with some really good names before coming to WWE. Walter, Io Shirai, Joe Gacy, who's actually a really big name in Evolve. Josh Briggs, who maybe right there with the Gigi Dolan, Car Carmelo Hayes experience level where he was doing really well in Evolve before coming in. Kaylee Ray, LA Knight. LA Knight maybe see, LA Knight, Roderick Strong, and MSK, maybe the most experienced people, oh, and Kushida, maybe the most experienced ones now on that roster. But you can't have them working with everybody. Oh, and Cameron, so Cameron Grimes, let's see, the most experienced men on this roster, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, Imperium, 
Roderick Strong. MSK. And then for the women, you've got Dakota Kai, EO, Kaylee Ray. I guess Mandy Rose, but Mandy never really got good. Mandy's just an average wrestler. Walter, I said Imperium, Gabriel. Because Walter, I said Imperium. And Santos Escobar. I mean, you've got a good mix of of okay mix, I guess you could say, of veterans and, and new names. But the veterans aren't being pushed. And I get it. You want to build up to get the 18 to 49 demo or the 18 to 34 demo watching your show. Are they, though? NXT every week has the oldest audience of any show. The average 58 years old, which I will say right now is bullshit. I used to be a Nielsen home. I know how the ratings things work, and it's an average off of neighborhoods and one person. I'll give you a little bit of a, a, a lesson here. Back around 2018 time, I get a knock at the door. And it's a young lady that says, we would like to pay you to be a Nielsen home. And I go, a Nielsen home? I've heard of this. What is this? She says, well, you will have a device in your home that, man, that basically helps us see what you watch on television. We pick one person from every neighborhood, or we try to pick one person from every neighborhood with different age levels and, and types of people that live in their home. And then you're the census for that neighborhood. So my household was male 18 to 49, female 18 to 49, two children under the age of 10. And what they would do is they had a little box that went under my television that would be able to listen to my TV because TV, apparently every television network, and a lot of people don't know this, have these sound frequency beeps that go off throughout the broadcast that these little transmitters can then pick up and say, you're watching TBS. Oh, you're watching the USA Network. Nah, it's Fox. And so it then sends that back to them and they say, all right, this person is watching EW Dynamite Wednesday night, 8 p.m. So then they average that out and say, okay, this person is watching Dynamite. Well, in their area, the average age of people is this with this many people in the home. And that's the other thing, you know, I had four people in the home. They would, they said that most times they would assume that everyone's watching the program together. So when you hear, you know, AEW did great with families and, you know, or, you know, raw was, was down this week. Cause it was, didn't, didn't have as many people in, in each home watching. They don't know that Nielsen and the ratings. People don't know how many people they know. There's four people in the home but they don't know that all four people are watching. Plus, if you tell them you have multiple TVs, they only still give you one of these boxes. So they could assume, oh, both, they'll put it as both TVs watching. Four people watched AEW in this home tonight. Then they average out from the neighborhood. The ratings are bullshit. I'll tell you that right now. <clears throat> ratings are crap. They don't. I, I always think when everyone is like, well, the 18 to 49, this many people in the 18 to 49 watch Dynamite, but this many people 50 plus watched NXT. They don't really know that. They don't really know that at all. Because they are basing that, say there are, I don't know, six to 7,000 people in my neighborhood. They're basing this entire neighborhood and what they're watching off of one household. They literally went and knocked on every apartment 
in this complex. And I was the one, the first one, I guess you can say, that said, yes, I'll do it. Because I, I watched the lady walk to the three apartments under me, the three apartments next to me, walk up my stairs, knock. And no, I wasn't being a creep or anything. I was watching my kids outside while they were playing soccer and stuff on the little grass we have in front. But I watched her go into every person's door. Nobody answered. And then she comes up to me and says, hey, sir, can I talk to you? This and that, you know, knocked on the door because my door was closed, but open. I have a screen so I can see out at the kids. She knocks on the screen, say, can we talk this and that? Anyways, who point? They were just looking for anybody. They weren't looking for anybody in specific. They were just looking for anybody they can stick their device in or anybody's house they can stick their device in. So again, ratings, I think the crap. I would love to get somebody from Nielsen and interview them about ratings and how they actually work. Maybe the girl told me wrong. But everything that I've been able to learn ever since then, on a late 2018, I think it was, ratings are crap. And when they say, 1.6 million people watched watched Dynamite this week, and they did a a 0. .40 in the in the and this is, I'm just making all this up in the 18 to 49. That's so good. That's so no, because you they really don't know. But enough enough on that. NXT, I think they, there could be potential for it to do to be something, but they need to slow down. They didn't need to flush everything that was before out so quickly and just tell us who these new people are. Build them up and give them good stories. Speaking of something that's been around for a long time, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Japan Pro Wrestling is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. And, well, unfortunately, well, COVID has hit them hard. COVID. It's hit them hard. As it was reported today by New Japan, quote, one wrestler who participated on last night's Cork and Hall card presented with a high temperature today. Out of an abundance of caution, there are all six participants from that match now not competing this evening. So, as we look at, and I'm Looking here to see what was changed on the card. New Japan made the following changes to Friday's card. Roshi Tenzan, Togi Makape, and Tomaki Hanma versus Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Doki was changed to Master Wato, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Roshi Tenzan versus El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Doku. Master Wado versus Taguchi and Tenzan versus the, um, why am I looking? I read the same thing again. And then it also says, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo versus Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, Dick Togo, and Sho was changed to uh, Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Togi Makabe against Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Shingo Takagi. So unfortunately, New Japan had somebody test positive for COVID. Well, they didn't even say test positive for COVID. So we had a high temperature. So they pulled everybody from that match. Because their whole thing was, quote, uh, so this was posted on their English language website I have right here. In accordance with COVID-19 protocols, and out of an abundance of caution, in, caution, 
the wrestler, and all six participants in yesterday's match have been removed from this evening's New Year's Golden Series Night 2 card. I mean, just by seeing what was changed and everything, you can decipher who's actually been pulled from the show. We don't know who the one is. We don't know who the one that actually may have tested positive is, but because of COVID and COVID protocols, they have pulled six wrestlers from the show, and that's unfortunate. But speaking of New Japan wrestlers having to get pulled from shows because of COVID, that is going to impact tonight's AEW Rampage. Unfortunately, well, actually, so tonight on AEW Rampage, we were supposed to get a huge match that I myself was so excited for. It was the return of Rapongi Vice, Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta against the Young Bucks. These matches led, wait for it, legend, Derry. Rapongi Vice versus Young Buck matches in New Japan, legendary. But unfortunately, one of them wrestlers in Rocky Romero. Test positive and can't compete on the show as Rocky did send out the following tweet stating, and I quote, Sorry, everyone. Gonna have push back the RPG Vice reunion. COVID got me. Currently, I'm feeling very mild symptoms. I'm vaxxed and boosted, so should kick right out of this. And the one thing to look at with this is, was Rocky there on Wednesday? They did a backstage vignette little video deal. They did a backstage promo with him and Trent. Does that mean Rocky was there Wednesday? When did Rocky test positive? How long have they known that Rocky tested positive? Rocky just sent out this tweet this morning. Let me double check that. I think it was this morning. Rocky just sent out this tweet this morning. And so it's like, oh, how do they got to test other people? Or it's like, if other people are feeling okay, then do they just say you're good to go? I don't know, but unfortunately, Rocky Romero has tested positive for COVID-19. He has been pulled from tonight's AEW Rampage, and in turn, AEW has changed the match for tonight's show as we pull this up right here. AEW has updated their card for tonight, stating that due to medical protocol, as Zerkar Rock, who is Rocky Romero, is out for tonight's Rampage. AEW GM Tony Khan announced on Busted Open Radio, Nick Jackson of Young Bucks with his brother Matt will face Trent with Orange Cassidy one-on-one -on -one tonight on Rampage. So it is going to be Nick Jackson versus Trent instead of the Young Bucks against Rapongi Vice. Again, it is unfortunate to see that Rocky Romero had to be pulled from the show. They have adjusted. It is a live show tonight. Kind of interesting why they're doing a random live show tonight, but cool. Live show. Now the question is, hmm, if the show was pre-taped like most weeks on Wednesday, could we have gotten that match? Probably. It seemed like Rocky was there on Wednesday, and they could have done it then, but you never know. You, it's, it, you don't know. You just don't know. So hopefully Rocky Romero's good to go. And they can get him back on a future episode of Rampage or do this match on a Dynamite next week or something, but give him his, what, 10 days, 5 days, whatever to know. I think the new CDC guideline is five days, six day, you're good, you're good. So hopefully Rocky can come back in about a week or so. We can get this match because I I really want to see Rapongi Vice versus the Young Bucks. But speaking of something we still got to wait for, WWE 2K22. WWE 2K22 launches on March 11th with pre-order bonus, getting you the game three days early on March 8th. 
I thought we would go through this trailer that they released yesterday, do a little breakdown, and see exactly what we have learned, and talk about some other news that has come out pertaining to the game as well, since, well, all this stuff came out yesterday. So let's pop over here to the trailer. Let me make sure this is muted. I don't need to play the audio. So the first thing we see here is the headquarters. I don't know what headquarters this is, but what they're using as the, quote, WWE Games Headquarters for the trailer. And as we scrub forward here, it says, 50, or as we, we look here, it says 50 days till launch. Well, now it says launch. I didn't have the H. So as we scrub forward here, interesting name here. Interesting person to use here. Tim the Tatman, who is known as a Warzone player online, who recently left Twitch to be exclusive on YouTube. That's a moot point. Tim the Tatman. I have never known him to be a WWE games guy, like playing WWE games on a stream. Every time I see a Tim the Tatman stream, it's either Fall Guys, and, and I don't follow Tim the Tatman religiously or anything. Whatever you see a Tim the Tatman stream usually pop up on Twitch. I don't see his YouTube stuff anymore, but it was usually either Fall Guys or Warzone. But as we move forward here, if it wants to play, there we go. As we move forward here, we see... YouTuber Brandon does everything, which is really cool. We also see a woman here holding an urn, symbolizing The Undertaker, because there will be multiple versions of The Undertaker with the pre-order bonus. As we move forward here, I did want to mention this. There's the King Lawler stuff. Are we getting the king in the game? Little tease there. Alexa Bliss on her swing. She's got the Lily Dalmore Undertaker garb in the back. Really cool as well. As we move forward, whoop. I hit the wrong button. As we move forward, why won't you pause? We've got Riddle coming in on his scooter. Another good look at the, a really, really, really good look at the Jerry Lawler stuff where it's like focalized there a little bit. But Riddle on the scooter. Please give me Riddle on the scooter in the game as his entrance. I don't need the scooter as a weapon. But give me the scooter as an entrance. Tim Tatman's walk around. We also see here we got MVP. Watching some mocap stuff of Big E and Bobby Lashley hitting each other with chairs, which I will talk about more later. We then got it where it says superstars. We got Rey Mysterio here, which is symbolic about this. Rey, the cover star. Rey also is getting his own 2K showcase, and we see a lot of different Rey Mysterio masks. Could these masks be symbolizing multiple Rey Mysterio outfits in the game, attires for different Rey Mysterio matches we play in 2K showcase? Moving forward. As the trailer goes forward, game developers. This is an interesting one. Got Rhea Ripley here wearing black and red. In the previous trailer, she wore black and blue. I think we're getting multiple attires for almost everybody. Keep going. These two are arguing. There's not much to see here, really. We got the Street Profits here. As we move forward, I like this one. Because you can't hear it because I don't have the audio playing. But McIntyre's looking at his, his model doing the Claymore kick. And he's saying, hey, you may want to change the camera angle. Well, one of the things in the press conference, or not the press conference, one of the things in the press release was the varied and multiple different camera angles you can use in the game. Plus something else with camera angles I want to talk about here in a little bit. Got this, and we got Roman Reigns. Like, this is a great trailer with so many different wrestlers. We got Roman here. And this I want to talk about. We need to back up a couple frames. Look right here. That's an Isaiah Swerve Scott shirt, which is interesting. Another one over here. 
and Greg Hamilton. Both Isaiah Square Scott and Greg Hamilton released last year by WWE. Also, this is something to note here with Kane. So back when they released the trailer at SummerSlam, people complained saying, Kane's got the wrong pants. Kane's got the wrong pants for that top and mask. Well, they fixed it and Kane's got the right pants now. Also interesting, and I bet you this could change eventually, but Bobby Lashley wearing Hurt Business gear. A shot of Rhea Ripley. We got Machine Gun Kelly here playing the drums. Maybe that's symbolizing something they haven't announced yet that he curated maybe the soundtrack like we've seen other major you know recording artists do in the past. That's in the tap man here. We got The Undertaker. And then we see what looks like possibly updated Undertaker model. I think it looks more like, I don't want to say Undertaker in his last match because that's Boneyard Undertaker, but in his like last little run there. We got the Street Profits wearing their their turquoise gear, which we did see Montez Ford in in the last trailer. Here's another interesting one. Seth Rollins being thrown out of the ring through a table of sorts. But he's wearing black and red gear, where in the not last, but second to last trailer, he was wearing black and gray Messiah gear. Moving forward, we got Ultimate Warrior wearing the same. Interesting enough. Ultimate Warrior. Oop, went too far. The Ultimate Warrior here is actually wearing the exact same, if I can find it, exact same Ultimate Warrior model and exact same Ultimate Warrior gear than was in 2K20. So, uh, may not have been updated. I'll talk about that in a second as well. You got Ray doing a Lion Salt. I'll say Moon Salt. This is what I want to talk about here. Bobby Lashley goes to do a chair shot to Big E. The chair shot itself didn't look that good because it doesn't look like it connects. It kind of looks like it goes through Big E. But look at the damage on this chair. More damage than we've ever seen in a WWE video game to a chair, which is cool. Got John Cena wearing his newest gear and stuff. Bianca Belair, Naomi. The hair looking really good here. I will say that. The hair flowing on Naomi, you can't really tell because it's really quick. But the hair looks like it didn't actually go through her like it did in the last game. Kofi Kingston, again, more with whoop, more with Seth and his new gear or whatever, black and red instead of the gray and black that he wore in the other trailer. GM mode. This is really cool. So you get to choose who you are, whether you're Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville, Shane McMahon, or Stephanie McMahon. Then we have this screen here, really quick flash of, it's like a recap screen of how your show did. You've got good booking, projection of where your show could rank, different things like this cost you this and this cost you that. I think there was also an injury thing here. Um, yeah, no injuries were suffered on here. A rivalry was at level one here. This is your opener. And main event were the highlights of your show as they should be. Focus on raising the quality of your matches for higher show results. And then got Ricochet here in the, and this is still under GM mode. He's in the high school gym. And you go, why would you do a show in the high school gym? Because that's where you have to start. In GM mode, you start out booking shows in the high school gym arena. And the better your show gets, the more, I guess, they haven't fully stated this, but I assume you unlock more arenas that you can use in GM mode. And they also did say co-op GM mode, which we'll talk about here in a second. We got Shotzi Blackheart here on her tank. I've seen people complain that that's outdated. Well, they probably put it in well in advance before they turned her heel. So, yeah. John Cena to look at here is he's got his hair from SummerSlam last year. Sasha Banks with a good new updated model look. I think this Sasha Banks looks really good. 
It might be the best Sasha Banks we've ever seen in a game. And then we have the Macho Man here. Remember when I said Ultimate Warrior was the exact same Ultimate Warrior from 2K20? Well, that's the exact same Macho from 2K20. Same gear, same model look, and everything. So hopefully they've updated some of the legends, but it looks like they may not have. We got Rey Mysterio. This is a shot from a previous trailer. And then we got this. It says 2K22. It hits different. Drew McIntyre. Again, the same end from the last trailer as well. Then we got the three versions of the game. 2K22 Standard, 2K22 Deluxe, and 2K22 NWO for Life Edition. With, interestingly enough, 2K22 for Life Edition gives you alternate attires for Hogan, Scott, Kevin, and Six. But it also gives you playable Eric Bischoff, which is interesting. And then we also got the three versions of The Undertaker, Lord of Darkness, the Masked Phantom, I guess they call it, and the Boneyard. That is the trailer for WWE 2K22. I thought I would break that down with everything I missed. Let me know what you guys have missed in the live chat or the comments below. But I wanted to read something here from an interview that was done with Operation Sports. It talks about my GM mode and a couple other things. They talked with the directors of the game. Well, one of the directors, Lionel Jinx, and the art producer, Christian Fan. where it was stated, complete, it's completely different as far as GM mode does go. It's a totally separate engine, totally separate UI. So I, the way I look at universe, it's kind of, God mode, right? Where you're like in control of all of this. I can control my ratings and changing my attributes and you have full control over everything, right? Where my GM, there's limitations, right? Vince McMahon is the one basically running the show and your GM or in case it's, you know, Triple H and you're underneath him, you know, or other GMs from the past. You're like, okay, I'm going to select them. And now I'm going to run my show. Now I have someone was basically judging whether I'm doing a good job or not, right? So once you take the uh, that approach, now there's a game there, right? Like where a game of like where we gamified it. So it's just like okay, now go and draft your superstars. Here's your ratings, and here's how much money you're going to generate. Oh, and you don't have much money. You can't put on this type of show yet. So there's handcuffs on you, and there's someone someone watching you and grading you and the fans. Fans are like watching and commenting on how well you're doing in our little social media feed on the side, right? There's so much there. This will go on to state that if you're going to be an evil GM where you don't like how this matchup, or you don't like how this matches up, you don't like how this might want to lend a hand to someone, guess what? I'm going into that match and interfering as the GM, and I'm going to watch it ringside. And if I don't like what's going on, I'm going to distract the ref. Maybe throw a chair to do whatever, right? So again, like a totally separate mode. Yes, you still can go and play the matches. You can simulate them. You can interfere. You can even spectate using the new spectate exclusive mode to my GM mode. Or you have these predetermined cameras. Now you're like someone behind the camera or in a certain arena, in an arena cycling through different camera angles and just watching and changing on the fly. So like, to me, it's a totally separate mode and totally separate game. So they're trying to say how it differs from GM mode and universe mode because they're both still in the game. I really liked that they 
change some things up. Universe mode, you're just completely in charge of anything, everything. Like they said, God mode. But GM mode, you're hired as a general manager to work for the WWE and put these shows on. Sometimes the shows go how you want. Sometimes they don't. And yes, you can manipulate them, but you have to make sure that your shows go well in a way where you generate money. You can do more on your shows, this and that. Really cool. And the last little quote I wanted to read here states, okay, we did add superstar mode. So it basically plays a lot. So like you might choose to do the traditional, what you have just described with universe mode or the superstar mode. Like, okay, I want to choose Charlotte Flair and just focus on Charlotte Flair not have any control over anything else and just play through a cool story as Charlotte or you want to switch it up, you know, Becky or Bailey like that. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it kind of means that you can choose a wrestler. They could be do a superstar mode of GM mode and you're not the GM anymore, but it's a, like back in WWE, no, almost kind of like back in like SmackDown to know your role where it was a season mode and you're a wrestler trying to work your way up the card, trying to earn title shots, earn matches, wins, and this and that. So that also sounds really cool that you can take GM mode and use it as a season mode, a career mode almost, outside of the My Rise mode, which is the old career mode with your My Player. It sounds like there's a lot of cool things here. I just hope they didn't try to do too much. And now there's too much in the game, and some things work and some things don't. Here's my... One pitch to 2K and what I think they should do. There's going to be a lot of ill will going into this game. A lot of people going into it going, eh, I'm not going to buy it at launch. I'll wait till the reviews come out. I'll watch some Twitch streams. I'll watch people play it and get their reactions to it. And then I'll see if I want to buy it. What I think they should do, even if they just give us Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in the WrestleMania arena, in the SmackDown arena, in the whatever arena, one match, a playable demo on all platforms to show, hey, this is, I can get it, only one match, a singles match, or it's a ladder match, or it's a cage match, or you can do a couple different things, but here's how the game plays, here's how the game works, here's how the game feels. I think they need to put out a demo. Just a small little demo where maybe you can go in there and pick. You can either be Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. You can do a regular singles match or a steel cage or a hell in a cell or something. And you can show everybody what's different about this game in this demo. Why this game, quote, hits different, feels different. They said the controls have been changed. Well, let us learn the controls ahead of time in the demo. That's my pitch to 2K. Give us a demo because there's going to be a lot of people skeptical to go into this game at launch. But if the demo plays really, 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 really well, it might get a lot of people to go, oh, okay. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they probably did some good here. And, and yeah, I'll get it. I'll buy it. When's it come out again? March 11th, 8th, if I pre-order, we're, we're good. So I think that's something that they should do. Demo, just to try and bring fans in that are way out or on the fence. But with that, that's going to wrap up the wrestling wrap up. I want to say thank you for everybody that did join me here. Wait, mm, 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 one last thing. Forgot. WWE did some, annou some announcing for SmackDown. So, WWE has actually officially announced three things for tonight's SmackDown. We knew that Naomi was going to face Charlotte Flair in a championship contenders match. But WWE has also announced 
that Kofi Kingston looks to get the last laugh in a rematch with Mad Cat Moss. Also, the Bloodline acknowledges Roman Reigns' record-setting Universal Championship reign. So, three things we do know so far for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. But with that, I want to thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching here on, on live, YouTube or Twitch or uh, Twitter, whatever, we're going to be live again tonight WWE SmackDown. So if you are watching live, you are watching on Friday. Remember, tonight we will be live again for Friday Night SmackDown. So with that, guys, have a great Friday. If I don't see you again, well, I'll see you this weekend because if, if everything goes according to plan, we'll be live back here Sunday night reviewing GCW's Big old pay-per-view from the Hammerstein Ballroom of the world. So that is the plan as well. To review the GCW show this weekend live right here. So if I don't see you tonight for SmackDown, hopefully I see you Sunday for GCW. Have a great night or great day, depending on when you're watching this. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next time.